M S W Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. are the most bleak. Speaking of bleak, I just watched a movie about World War One. What movie? All Quiet on the Western Front. Was it everything that you dreamed it would be, you fucking nerd? <laughs> this is going to come across very jarring, but I just want everyone to bear with me for a second. It's from the perspective of a German soldier in World War One. I. I liked it because it shows, it like reminds you that war is fought by teenagers. Oh yeah. So to like see it from that perspective was really, really interesting. And we learn about that war from the American perspective. So we think of it as like a rise to victory. So just to see it as the absolute complete opposite from a teenager who was like very idealistic and was made a lot of false promises. I don't know. It's cool to see something opposite in the way that you're used to seeing it. That's like the shit that I like in history too, where you like talk about the voice that you don't usually hear or the perspective that you don't usually hear from. I might watch a war movie. No, you should. You should. But one time in 10th grade, we had to write an essay and I failed because the perspective I said that wasn't included, that should have been included, was women. And then my teacher was like, women couldn't read and write back then. So goodbye. Okay, but then they weren't included. I was so mad too. I was like, fuck, women can't read. Oh my God. (laughs) Someone at work this week, I'm not going to give any other detail about it, showed me an email thread from their friend's work. So like outside of my company where like two people had an affair and then one of them wrote, I shit you not. It was like eight full scrolls on an iPhone to read this entire email talking about how like deeply hurt he was that this affair happened between them. Like he was a participant in the affair. Oh my God. T, that's the kind of shit I want to know about from strangers that I have no connection to. This is the reality TV. The girl I work with that showed me, she was like, you probably don't care because you don't know who any of these people are. And I literally closed my laptop. I was like, I'm sorry, I do care. (laughs) I care more. (laughs) Literally. If it was people within my office, I'd be like, ooh, keep me out your bedroom. Let's get to work. Welcome back to Teacher Quit Talk. This is another submissions episode. We had our patrons submit. They absolutely brought the trauma dump to the Google form. They did. We do read these cold for everyone wondering, which was no one. No. Um, (laughs) If I end up taking the kid's side, I take the kid's side. So, to start the 22 to 23 school year, I had an opening on my team. I taught upper elementary. Ooh, love a past tense taught. Love when we start with a past tense. I taught upper elementary. The principal moved a teacher who had only ever taught one primary grade at this school into the position against the teacher's will. 
If you're ever starting with Against the Teacher's Will, probably not going to go up from there. No. This teacher taught for almost 10 years in that primary grade. I didn't know why she moved her at the time. It is important to note that my school was on the small end and had two teachers per elementary grade, and we did not get moved around grades without our permission. I love that they're offering us, like, a general check of school climate, because, like, some schools, it's like you can move classrooms every five minutes, and some, it's really not that way. I love that they set the scene. Me too. Is this an English teacher? Upper elementary, so... Oh, they can write a fucking paragraph. They had to write a five-paragraph essay. I saw the funniest TikTok the other day. It was like, when your classroom is falling apart and there's mold in the ceiling, but you get an email from the district that says it's no longer called a main idea, but a central idea. (laughs) I was like, that's it right there. The public school system is fine. It's fine. The central idea is that everything's fine. (laughs) That was what was broken, so now everything's better. (laughs) Okay, so... We start the year and I soon realize my new partner does nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mood. She said, you're going to move me grades? I think not. She stole all my lessons, resources, down to even the template of lesson plans we were forced to make every week without contributing or helping me make anything. I'm all about sharing, but not when I'm doing both of our jobs. She would lie and say she did certain things, make tests, grade papers when she hadn't. My partner had no classroom management. She would pick and choose what lessons to teach her students. Yes, we are a public school, so she just skipped standards we're supposed to be teaching and then lied about grades to make it look like students were getting concepts. I taught her students in a few subjects a week and would have to use the time with them to reteach things that she just didn't teach them but should have. I found out the principal moved this teacher to a new grade because she wasn't teaching her students how to read adequately in her primary grade and these students were getting behind on reading in later grades. Why would moving her up fix that problem? Instead of firing her, they moved her to another grade. Where, quote unquote, it it doesn't matter as much. Jesus Christ. Literacy is a huge issue in our country's public school system. So, of course, it would matter. Arguably, I think matters more later because they're already fucking behind. So, basically, (laughs) they were like, you couldn't teach these kids to read in first grade. We're going to give them to you again. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. (laughs) You thought you were finished? We're going to give you the same fucking job till you finish it. I don't care if it takes all 13 years of the public education system. Okay. Also to note, my school did not have a policy reason to keep her. They were not going to fire her due to the teacher and sub shortage. If you think about it, the teacher and sub shortage is inadvertently a policy. It's just a roundabout policy. It's a policy that did a little wraparound. Um, I talked to my partner very openly about these issues and went to my principal many times throughout this year. I cried in her office more than once about it. I also told her the concern I was having for this teacher's students who are falling behind the rest of the grade. I also know parents of students in her class brought it up to the principal. The principal tells me to treat my partner like it's her first year since she's new in the grade. This was around her 10th year. I feel like even if you switch grade levels, 10 years is a lot of experience. You can be bringing something to the to the studio. Yeah, hello. The principal just like was looking for something to say. I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't want to deal with this. She's on time to work most of the time, so fuck <laughs> off. We have bigger issues. 2021. It's like, she hasn't hit anyone? Why are you in here? Bye. She's just kind of lazy and doesn't yeah. do a job that effectively? That makes fucking two of us. Send her on in here. <laughs> She's perfectly fit. Stop complaining. <laughs> You're wasting a lot of your time in here complaining when you could be working on those double lesson plans, girl. It's so bad. So my principal tells me to treat my partner like it's her first year teacher since she's in a new grade. This was around her 10th year and it was my third. Oh my God. No fucking way. (laughs) Oh 
Oh my god. I would cry. If I was in my third year teaching and they told me to teach a 10-year teacher like it was their first year, I would be like, no, literally I'm baby. Fuck off. I also want to hear the perspective of the teacher that had to switch grades because I feel like she might be thinking in 4D and is like, maybe if I do nothing, then I'll get fired and I can get unemployment. Because they did switch her grade without consent, but it did say she was not doing her job before that. So whatever, I digress. When you have tenure, you can do anything you want. Okay. This was my third year teaching. I had only ever had pandemic teaching before. It felt like a slap in the face. Most of the problems we were having were related to her character instead of a new grade level issue. Long story short, the year went on and my principal did nothing and neither did this teacher. I felt very alone and like I was drowning with everything going on from last year, the worst behaviors I've ever had, etc. And giving my partner a piggyback ride at the same time. Thanks to that horrible admin and coworker, I fell out of love with teaching and my anxiety reached an all-time high. I would throw up every morning the last few months because I was so anxious. I told them in February I wasn't returning and the moment I told my principal I wasn't coming back, she cried and told me not to leave education because I was made to be a teacher teacher. She told me how great I was. I started a work from home job. Where the fuck are y'all people getting these work from home jobs? Like slide into my DMs. (laughs) I want to call this person so bad. I'm pissed that there's not a button where we can be like, hello, I need you on the podcast immediately. Add them to the Riverside. But I also want an opportunity to call them. Unprompted. Just at 8 p.m. at night. Where they're like, hello. horrible. I can't believe her freaking principal cried. Her principal was going through it. Okay. I started a work from home job the day after school ended and I've started to get my personality back and I haven't had a panic attack since the last week of school. I'm grieving my teaching experience not being what I hoped it would be and I'm sad this took all of the joy out of a job I was so excited for. I hope to return someday when I'm ready out of school with supportive admin and teammates. I hope that for you too. And so it shall be. Okay. This person says, hi, I definitely submitted this already pre-first episode. Wow. An OG. Wow. But I saw the Patreon post and decided a little bit of background would be helpful. Last school year was my first year teaching. I got hired at the school I student taught at, goals, and was beyond thrilled. I had a great class. In this class, I did have a friend with a lot of behaviors. Not uncommon. However, his dad was awful to me. Blamed me for the bad behaviors. Said, maybe if I wasn't such a bad teacher, etc., Ugh, even though these behaviors were not new to this year. And the list goes on. I continue to have nothing but negative interactions with this parent. And my admin, which is two men, ugh, always said, but it didn't seem like he was being that mean to me. March comes around and we have open house. During this open house, the parent made a comment to me poking fun at my last name. Rude but no biggie. Then he made a sexually charged comment that made me very uncomfy. The para in my room heard this. When I told my assistant principal, he laughed about it, said, that's just what we need to expect from that parent. If that's what we need to expect, then maybe he shouldn't be allowed on the school grounds. Just a thought. Hello? That's fucking just weird. Just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, crazy if idea. If that's what we need to expect, that's you being like, yeah, I've heard about this a lot and I've decided to do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might as well have just said that. Mm-hmm. Say it with your chest. Um, oh, I genuinely think about it every day still. I should have reported it or went to HR, but I was made to feel like I was making a big deal out of nothing. There are some incredible male, male educators out there, but my all-male admin has been incredibly difficult to get used to. They are gaslighters to the masks. Okay, that's enough rambling. I don't want to make this a whole episode, lol. Never hesitate to make it a whole episode. Yeah. If you are listening right now and you've ever submitted, if you're like, oh my god, it's so extra for me to get a Google Doc and rewrite it and copy and paste. No, it's not. Not at all. Do it. 
Continue. Keep going. That's what we're here for. God damn, the person before you was so long and we wanted to call and ask follow-up questions. One part of this story (laughs) that I find very interesting and depressing is the whole reporting to HR thing. I feel like it's so easy for us to be like, oh, why didn't you report it to HR and like victim blame in that kind of way? When in reality, like just the way looking at your pay stubs, submitting an IT report request, you have to learn how to do all of that. The first time you do it, you don't know how to do it. You don't know if you send an email. You don't know if you call somebody. You don't know who to go to. So if your admin has already showed you that they are not going to support you, I don't want to say you can't go to HR, but it makes it that much harder to go to HR because you don't have someone to guide you through that process and help you through that process. Like when I had that incident where a admin screamed at me and my principal wasn't being supportive, thankfully another teacher offered to walk me through the HR process if I wanted to do it. But like if you're a new teacher, if you're alone, like that isn't always as easy of an option as people kind of make it out to be. No, it's not. When I had that teacher that was like sexually harassing me and it ultimately assaulted me, I didn't know what the hell to do. I was a first year teacher and the only reason that I got help is because I told a girl who was a second year teacher, I think, and she had been harassed. She had gone to HR. She like sat me down and like picked up the phone and was like, hey, Dave, it happened again. (laughs) Not Dave. I know. Well, Dave was a fucking asshole. Dave was the one that was like, so after he assaulted you, you said thanks for the ride home. Why did you say thank you to him? And I was like, Fuck you! I feel like if you're reporting an incident like that and you find out the person you're reporting it to is named Dave, that's just like starting off on the wrong foot. Like I would love like a Carol or like a Marie, a Cheryl. It's so funny you say that. My principal's name was Sharon and she was- Love a Sharon. Yeah. Love a Sharon. She called me that night and was like, are you okay? Because she was British. Are you okay? I don't know why I- am not supposed to call you. That literally, I did not have a single thought about the British accent. (laughs) I didn't- (laughs) I didn't register that that was weird at all. In fact, when you said she was British, I was like, why did she say that? Why is that relevant? HR is complicated. And I mean, you say something to your admin, you would think your admin would be like, that is alarming. Not, that's fine. So why would you escalate it when you feel like it's just going to be more of the same? I don't know. Yeah, very understandable. I feel like that one was a short one. Yeah, it was. So I don't know. Do you want to read six then? No, it's so long. Okay. (laughs) Valid. Honestly, facts. (laughs) This audio clip could literally have been taken from when I was teaching and I would try and get them to read as a group. Would you, were you like choral reading? I didn't. What was your thing? Would you popcorn? Re- what was the move in Redacted's classroom? There's always like a thing. Like the district would be like popcorn read, choral read. And I'd be like, we're just going to feel it out. Like we're just going to open the book and see what happens. If you're like, we're going to popcorn read, suddenly everyone has to go to the bathroom. I would try and like ease them into the cold call of reading. So like I would read, I'd get a couple volunteers and then kids that like would sometimes volunteer but sometimes not I'll be like do you want to read and if they said no I'd be like do you want to read and I would just kind of ask around and then sometimes when no one wanted to like the same kid would always feel bad for me so it would just be like me and them reading so I didn't really have like a specific methodology moving on to our next submission Ooh, ex-teacher <sighs> another former we love okay hi besties Patreon ex-teacher friend joining in. I left the field March of 2021, but not really by choice, question mark. Love how this is starting off. My mental health was not great. Honestly, a steady decline. I left my ex-fiance in December 2020, slay, 
and officially began living in my own bedroom with the blue healer, who my former fiance was a dick to. If your man is mean to your dog, that tells you all you need to know. I don't have a dog, but I know that that's important. Red flag. Okay. Red flag. In addition to a girl that I met off Facebook Marketplace. The girl had essentially the whole house. The dog and I stayed in our bedroom because I'm antisocial and he was a pain. It's important to note how much of a pain he was because it played a part in my mental health portion. He ate my W-2s. He chewed multiple holes in my bed. He chewed my printer cord, ruined pillows, shoes, whatever he felt like that day. Shifting focus back to the classroom. I can also see that where like that would actually be the cherry on top because like you get home from a rough day and then you have to deal with that. Been there, yeah. That's how I feel about children. Okay, shifting focus back to the classroom. It was my first time being a preschool lead. I had previously worked as the 13th to 18 month old lead teacher with the best co-teacher ever. Leah Plank, if you're listening, I love you forever. Aw, this is cute. So cute. Also, I worked in the 13 to 18 month old-ish realm. That is a so fun age group. They are hilarious. They really are. Alrighty, we were so in sync that when I transitioned into preschool lead in a different center, Reggio inspired based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. What up, Reggio? That's my shit! I had an assistant who was recently graduated and unfamiliar with Reggio practices. I became flustered. First time lead teaching preschool, although my study focus was preschool and college, new co-teacher who was essentially needed to be trained top to bottom, and 12 children whose needs were all out of whack due to COVID, family dynamics like new babies, divorced parents, adoption, families, foster families, a child with autism, and an IEP that we were unable to follow. I don't think once I was showed where it was or how to implement it. That's a mood. The IEP not being shown where it is, how to implement it. I remember my first year teaching, I didn't get my IEPs until November, and then I got them in a like OneNote drive folder. There were 36 of them, and no one ever explained them to me. No one checked. I asked a couple questions, but I received zero training on how to implement those. And this is public school where people are like, everything is good for special education students in public schools. And it's like, no, it's not, because I was in public school when they did the same shit to me. I didn't get the IEP. Because the district is the one who has the IEPs. And there were a lot of times that I would get IEPs because I taught 11th grade and the IEP hadn't been revised in five plus years. Yep. They'd be like, we just copy and pasted from last year. I would get ones that was like during outdoor play and I would be like, he's 19. That shit is crazy. Where were we? I was flustered. I love those children with every fiber inside of me and remain close to so many of the families, but I struggled because I couldn't help them in the ways that I wanted to. I knew how to stop the aggressive behaviors. I knew how to divide and conquer and split into small groups and utilize other areas within the program, but I was beat. I had full-time kids, Monday, Wednesday, Friday kids, Tuesday, Thursday kids, a resource teacher who was pulled frequently. I wanted to be able to give 110% to each of my kids. I understood them to their core, but I just could not keep up. The behavior seemed to become attention-seeking because they couldn't get their needs met at home or at school. Connect the dots with my mental health after leaving my nut job of a fiance and a high-sprung farm dog with a small bedroom and no outdoor time, plus car troubles. Hit a deer, engine blue, plus a 50 to 60-minute commute, low income to food rent gas outtake, I was in a terrible headspace. Everything, and I mean everything, felt out of my control. I began to recognize what was going on and I went to administration for help. A and B were great administrators until they weren't. They had weekly lead meetings to discuss the content areas of classrooms and future plans and strengths and weaknesses and weekly readings. I felt comfortable and safe talking to them about my classroom troubles and personal issues. I piled it all on and they listened. They gave me gift cards for food. They gave me time to rest. They seemed to understand. Here's when the tables turn. I was home one day because of car trouble. They told me right before when my car was pushed back into the parking lot that I could stay with someone, but I would be a 
away from my dog and clothes and simply needed to go home, so I said no thanks. I unfortunately couldn't find a ride the next day like I'd hoped for and needed to take the day off to regroup and figure out a plan moving forward. So I hopefully didn't miss more work. Mind you, I was having sporadic days off or days where I left early. It sucked. I was aware of this. I didn't want to be out, but I kept drawing the shittiest stick in the pile and couldn't find a breath of air to breathe. I was drowning with a 50 pound anchor attached to my ankle. I was home trying to figure out what to do moving forward in general when I got from a text from administrator A, my least favorite of the two, but the higher ranked. I can't remember the exact words were verbatim, but I went something like, I just don't know how much longer we can keep doing this. I'm afraid we're just going to have to let her go. I was appalled and literally laughed out loud after fuming for a hot minute. I replied, message received. I'll be there this weekend to remove my personal belongings. I was devastated because I'd had two true teacher friends there who I admire wholeheartedly to this day. And I believed so strongly of the program and the work that was being done. I loved the children. I loved the families and I wanted to be so happy. There was also a teacher whose classroom was directly connected to mine, but we did not get along. She was a veteran teacher and I wanted to learn from her, but she seemed so distant. When I went to admin for help, they kind of shrugged it off to, oh, that's just blank being blank. And it didn't help mediate our mutual standoff. Our kids went back and forth, but we had no communication and I just couldn't keep doing it that way. That's so hard to have to like, if you don't have a good relationship or even at the bare minimum, good communication with someone you have to teach kids with. Like you need to, at the bare minimum, be able to communicate with each other. You don't have to be bestie vibes forever. But That's like the theme of this episode. Damn. It really is. Wow. Um, At one point, they even allowed me to step down without a pay cut and transition to a temporary assistant in a toddler classroom to shadow and learn from other experienced veteran teachers in the program. The expectation was for me to return to my own room as lead, but they told me they weren't satisfied with that option after the past couple of weeks slash months. So hence her text on one of my random misfortunate days off. It still sucks and when I would love to return to the program because I still believe in Reggio and I believe in what they do and I love the impact of reaching multiple kids at once but an admin A still works there so for now I'll continue to be a nanny and make more money for happier sanity and better hours in one great family. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Love you. XOXO. Adriana. Adriana you went through it. (laughs) That would be hard under any circumstances too. Like there's no world where that would be easy. Also to get like fired over text by your admin. It clearly was supposed to go to somebody else. Yeah. That's so awkward. They were probably in the room together when this happened. A and B. That's so shitty. They're like, what if I pretend to text you and then it looks like it was supposed to go to you, but then I just send it to her and then she'll just kind of know. But then I can be like, oh my God, no, I was going to like call you in and have this really professional meeting. But then we'll never have to do that. I had an instance where I was nannying and the housekeeper sent a message that was intended for me and she sent it to the entire family group chat instead. No. What was the message? The housekeeper messaged me and was like, what's up with the new nanny? She looks sweaty. Sweaty. That shit was crazy. I'll tell you sometime in the whole story, but maybe you'll go back, is it Adriana? Adriana? We're unclear. Maybe you'll go back. I hope that you are having a better year now. So one piece of this story that I feel like really got left behind that I would like more information on is the ex-fiance. Out of anything, proud of you for leaving your ex-fiance because that is a sleigh because a lot of people will walk down that aisle knowing it's the wrong choice just because they they don't have the agency or free will muscle to get up out of there and you got up out of there. Yeah, that's hard to do. Once you have a ring on your finger to be like, I'm 
I'm still done. JK. And he was mean to your dog. Exactly. Yeah, we hate him. He sucks. He sucks. Maybe the fake text was supposed to go to him. You send me his number. I'll send a text right now. <laughs> Should I skip the long one and read the short one? Yeah, why not? It says, can an SLP who works in the schools submit? SLP is a speech pathologist. Speech language pathologist. Girls, I have had a time, LOL. <laughs> I already love you. I have worked at four different schools in the last four years. Three of them were this school year. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Makes me look like a flight risk. No, I think it makes your schools look like shit, actually. Let's continue. If I was a principal interviewing you, I'd be like, do I have a position for you? No. But I do have a podcast for you to be on. Yes. I know just the place to send you. It says, I refuse to settle for shitty pay, shitty leadership, and being asked to do downright illegal things by my superiors. Period. Boy, is that hard to do when you are in... In the school system. You'd think that it'd be like pretty easy to find a school where you don't do illegal things, but time and time again, we've proven that it is not. We were just talking about IEPs not coming in until November. Like, hello? Exactly. Um, when eight SLPs from one district leave before the school year is half over, it's not us who are the problem. What were you being asked to do as an SLP? I want to know like the level of crime they were trying to impose onto you that everyone's just getting up out of there. Especially because you're an SLP. How much illegal shit can they ask you to do when you're doing your very important and very specific duty? You know? And I also, in my experience at least, I feel like admin are less likely to ask people like SLPs to do crime because admins know that you know it's crime because they know that you've had like training and you're here, like you said, for a very specific role and it's very documented. Yeah. It's harder for them to be like, eh, it's fine. As opposed to classroom teaching where a lot of people don't have as much training and they're just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess it's fine. You know who my school would ask to do the illegal shit? Who? Paras. Any mm. brand new para. And I I would be the one that's like, no, you are not going to go deliver the LPAC to two different grade levels right now. Anyways, this person says, I promise to submit longer versions of some of the absolute hijinks that have happened to me as soon as I've worked through the PTSD and honestly would be honored to be your first SLP guest, even though I don't have an online presence, LOL. No, You're whoever in. you, you ca call me, whoever you are, <laughs> I don't know, find me. But I just wanted to leave all my education and education adjacent friends with this. You're not crazy. If it feels wrong, it's because it most likely is wrong. Don't settle and keep moving forward if you have to. 10 out of 10 recommend putting in your notice and leaving them in the dust as a self-proclaimed expert at it at this point. LOL. Love you guys and this podcast XOXO tired girl with a kissy emoji. Aww. We love you. I can't wait to talk we to you. We love a tired girl. I love my SLPs. How could they be asking SLPs to do illegal things? They're like, teach them Mandarin. Unless it's like like not giving them their minutes or something. Like it has to be something. Maybe it's like, let's write down that you did when we both know you didn't type of thing. Oh. I bet that's it. I bet it's like, you're going to write down that you gave all these minutes, but just do them as a group because we don't have enough of you. I bet it was something like that. And it, during COVID, it happened all the time. And I was like this person. I was like, no, that's not how we implement an IEP. You're no. Like, you should have like a little buzzer, like, a, you know, it's staples, the uh -huh. button, except it says like, no crime. I would go to parents and be like, do you know that the district's trying to skirt their responsibilities on your child's IEP? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, 
here's what you do. And I would tell them to like. Little birdie, that was not me, may have told you this. I was the queen of being like, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and how long they have to respond to you before you can press charges. Because you don't know that. It's not like inherent knowledge. It's like the same thing as reporting to HR for the first time. You don't know until someone tells you. Yes, honestly, that was my favorite part of kindergarten was teaching parents how to get shit done in the school system. Oh, beautiful thing. Uh, I want someone to teach me how to get shit done in the school system. Well, I hope this was an enjoyable episode of Teacher Quit Talk. And if it wasn't, keep that to yourself and we'll try better next week. We love you so much. Kisses, kisses. We need some more episode submissions from our Patreon. So trauma dump in that form, please. If you have a trauma to dump, do it in our Patreon submission. Be as long and as detailed as you want to be. Treat it the way if you had a therapist that was pro bono and they were like, I would like you to fill out this intake form with as much detail as you possibly can. That's how I want you to treat it. Absolutely. Same. (laughs) If you would like to join our Patreon to get bonus episodes, deleted scenes, extended episodes, ad-free listening, we might call you on a blocked number. If that sounds like something that would be your jam, you can pay $4 to receive that. And we will give it. Lastly, we have a very invasive... I can't say that. Here's the thing. Just how there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, there's no ethical work under capitalism. Amen. Some advertisers were like, hey, you guys, we might want to give you money to pay your bills if maybe we could get some information about the people that listen to your podcast so that we can give them things that they might be into. Because, like, imagine how fucking stupid we would all look if we had, like, AutoZone or, like, something like that as an add-on here. Like, that's probably not... We need ads for the girlies. That's probably not what you guys are into. So this survey, if it asks you a question and you're like, I'm not into sharing that information, X out of the window. But if you're like, I once loved BuzzFeed quizzes as a child Mm -hmm. and I'm not doing anything right now, go ahead and hit submit on that. And then maybe when we start advertising like hair color or something, you'll be like, that was me. Like I contributed to this vision. Like you'll be literally fueling us forward. Yeah, we would like to go on tour. So my dream is to use the advertisement money for us to go glamping and just record the whole thing in the covered wagons right <laughs> obviously oh my god i sent redacted a link of a tiktok about covered wagons that sleep six. i'm a thrasher so i pick up three <laughs> i'm so excited if we get enough advertisers there will be an episode from the covered wagons <laughs> we love you have a great night everybody bye we love you so much kisses Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district. Yeah, leave her alone.